Prepare yourself for Earthling Entertainment with your hosts, Joe and Ryan. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Earthling Entertainment. I'm Joe. I'm Ryan. And this is Earthling Entertainment with Joe and Ryan. How's it going, dude? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. How's it going for you? Uh, pretty good. Went to a pretty bitchin' show last night. Nice. Got to see uh, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, uh, Ministry, and Filter. And Filter. Filter doesn't seem like a band you would go see normally. And they knew it too, which was hilarious. Like they, so they start off their set with like, we did. I didn't know all new stuff, and I'm sitting there going like, eh, I don't know any of these songs. And then when it was done, he was like, so those are all the new ones off the new record that just came out. He's like, do you guys remember records? And he's like, physical media people, come on. So then he's like, "Ah, I guess we'll play some old ones. And they start right off with that one that everyone knows the, and I feel like a newborn. Yeah, yeah, right. And so that song's over. I think it's called Take a Picture. Do you want to take my picture? And he he looks at the crowd and he's like, everyone in this room just went, oh, it's... It's that band. Right. And then they played Hey Man, Nice Shot, which was another one that I know, especially coming from Hockey Town, because they use that for the Red Wings song. Sure, sure. But uh, but yeah, no, so, so Filter was a surprise. Ministry was so punishing, it was almost like arguably too loud. And I'm deaf, so if I think it's too loud, it's loud as fuck. Okay. Well, see, that's my issue with uh, with concerts is I don't like feeling trapped. It's not the sound. Like, obviously, uh, you know, turn it up. I'm not like an old man, but I hate feeling trapped. That's why Pine Knob is awesome, which is where you were at, where you saw yeah. us, right? It's an outside venue. Yeah, yeah. Same place that we went for the cure. Ah, yes. The cure. The uh, worst parking situation oh we've God. ever had in our life. That was, we were, it was so funny you taking pictures of the GPS where it's like the time just kept going, but we didn't move. Yeah, it was, uh, what was it? We were two hours in a back dirt road just yep. trying to get to the back entrance to a parking lot that apparently like, was a big secret until GPS told everyone to go that way. I actually took that way last night, but uh, I got there early enough to where it actually was, it was kind of ben- nice. It benefited you. Yeah, it was kind of, it was an easy way in. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, I digress. Back to the show last night. So, ministry finishes up. I don't know why, but I really thought this tour was sold as Alice Cooper being the headliner with Rob playing after Ministry. Sure, sure. But I was so wrong. Uh, on comes Alice Cooper, and they did a great job. He had the the boa constrictor, and man, that thing was all over his head. It was hilarious. <laughs> no, no joke. It was on top of his head. Well, it's like around. after years and years of a career, right? You feel like he's he's dealt with this. That that he's probably dealt with that uh, snake doing every weird thing, you know, wrap around his leg, his arm, his head, his shoulder. You know, he he probably juggle them. I wonder if that's like his snake. Well, I mean, I don't know how long do snakes live. A long time, really. Oh yeah, and that was like a big ass constrictor. Well, I mean, if he's had it for years, then I I imagine it would be his. Like, why wouldn't you use your snake? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would work with, like, record companies and accident clauses and shit like that. I have no idea, you know, who would be held responsible if he get bit. Well, I mean, what was it, Sick Freedom Roy? One of their tigers went crazy and mauled one of them. 
I, I, you know, so it happens, man. That's the risk you take. You're, you're. It's a, it's a wild ass animal. You it's cannot like, train them. No, <laughs> and it's not a good idea to try. Honestly, it really is. I don't think so either. It's like good job, good job. Yes, yes. We we have good morals when it comes to animals. Like fuck SeaWorld. <laughs> fuck SeaWorld right up its dumbass. Like I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Hot take on SeaWorld, apparently. So anyways, Alice Cooper plays in the Boa, he does the Boa Constrictor Act, then he does the whole like straight jacket act, and he did the guillotine scene, which was great, and it was a, it was good. It was a good show. It was a good show. Great. Well that's awesome. And then Rob Zombie came on and dude, it was honestly like I've seen Rob since two thousand one and that to that show last night had like was pretty much right on with that. Like he was really on on point. Last right, right, right. Night. So like impressive. the years of he's still just as vibrant and good, right? Well, and I've seen him a couple times before where I was kind of like, mm, you know, not bad, but like they got like upstage. Like when I saw them with Corn, Corn totally upstaged them. Corn opened up for Rob. But that was, I guess it's just my opinion. Well, what is upstaging in that sense? Like, where they just did a better show? Is yeah. that upstaging? I mean... Yeah. I mean, in a way, yeah, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to follow, you know, a, a, a good-ass act like Corn. Like, like they were so good. I love Corn, especially in the summer. Yes, yes. Yeah, on no, the carpet. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm, butter, <laughs> yes. Mm. All right, well, Earthling Entertainment people, welcome. This is our fourth episode and uh, wow. today we uh, are actually going to skip our end of episode Soka review. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Well, uh, to be truth be told, it's yeah, we didn't have time to watch the episode. I was at the show last night. I had no time to watch it. Yeah, I mean, so, and we don't want to just, you know, bullcrap, because then what's the point in doing it? So uh, instead, we're going to have a generic Star Wars talk at the end of our episode. Before that, we have what's, you know, pretty much normal. We have our headlines. Earthling Entertainment! Headlines! Yes, let's get into it indeed. Ha ha! We just got to watch the uh, the new trailer for this, and uh, it looked pretty sweet, so here's the article. New Chicken Run movie. More Ooh. than two decades after they banded together to find freedom, our favorite band of plucky birds are back. Only this time, they're not breaking out. They're breaking in. What?! The first trailer for Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, Netflix's long-awaited sequel to the beloved stop-motion classic, features the return of Ginger and her feathered friends. This time around, they're trying to make their way into a seemingly impenetrable fortress rather than escape from a farm. Yeah, and that, and this one is going to be stop-motion 2 claymation, which is so cool you don't see that very often anymore. Oh yeah, Claymation is great. And this company did uh, Wallace and Gromit, they do uh, yep. Shaun the Sheep, so they're all about the Claymation. But while technological advances might be scary, there's something even more frightening waiting for them behind those imposing wall stands. Inside is something far worse than gun-toting mechanical moles and laser-guided exploding ducks. Their greatest enemy is back. And time has done nothing to make Mrs. Tweedy any less awful. Dun, dun, dun! Carrie Kirkpatrick and John O'Farrell and Rachel Tunnard wrote the film, which Sam Fell directs. The film also stars Thandewee Newton, Ginger, Zachary Levy, Rocky, Rella Ramsey, 
Bella Ramsey, Molly. Bella Ramsey from uh, The Last of Us. Yes. Excellent. Imelda Staunton as Bunty. Lynn Ferguson as Mac. David Bradley as Fowler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Horrocks as Babs. Oh, gotta have Jane Horrocks. Ramish Ranganathan. Ranganathan. I like that. Ranganathan. Ranganathan. We're gonna go if that's the pronunciation. He is Ranganathan. Ranganathan. Danielle (laughs) Mays Fetcher. Ooh. Josie Sedwick Davies as Frizzle. All right. And Nick Muhammad as Dr. Frey. Because giving you a big list of names is always fun because names are really hard to pronounce when you don't never heard of the last name or the first name. I love it. Yeah. I love reading it. It's my favorite thing in the world. Well, you do a great job. I know these names. Mel Gibson and Julie... Okay, I lied. And Julia <laughs> Sawala... Yeah, I thought you did a good job. ...were not asked to reprise their roles of Rocky and Ginger. While the reason for Gibson's absence may be a bit clearer, Sawala has said in interviews that she was denied the opportunity because she's too old. Yeah, that's Hollywood for you. Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, breaks onto the streaming site in time for Christmas, December 15th. Okay, well, I, okay, so I know chickens aren't turkeys, but why wouldn't you do Thanksgiving? It seems like, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, worldwide, I get it, but in the United States, November is where we have our big dish with the bird, so I don't know. Well, the first one won a ton of awards right that's what it's saying like it was it was stop motion so it won a ton of awards so maybe this is just them trying to like last second the year and really just get to snag some awards maybe snag some awards by the end of the year because you know it's going to be christmas time you know a lot of people got that week off probably around there it's right before that's the week before christmas so sure sure well it's netflix and that means the academy awards long story short that the academy awards just added a bunch of different things that uh in order to make a movie qualify and for this chicken run to qualify for like let's say best animation i know as a fact it has to be in a, a large number of territories for x amount of weeks uh in theaters and netflix doesn't like doing that they've only recently done that with the uh knives out sequel glass onion you know so they've experimented a little bit with releasing films in the theaters i I remember there was an eldris alba film uh, a few years ago that they released for like a week but um yeah i mean otherwise it's like you're gonna get an emmy because your tv yeah yeah no it netflix seems to have you know broken down a lot of a lot of walls when it comes to streaming services actually being respected and stuff like that, but honestly... They lose uh, my respect because of the whole writer's Well, yes, yes. Well, you made that very, very clear Sorry, the last episode. I, I no, hate, hey, it's I, true. I, I hate it. the Netflix right now. Not, and, you know, I'm just... Yeah, that doesn't mean this isn't going to be a good movie, though, you know? so Right, yeah. right. No, but, uh, you know, good on them that they got the rights on it, I guess. I'm sure they spent a decent amount of money for that. I don't know, man, because the first one came out in the year 2000, right? Right. So, like, is it... And, and to this company, uh, so they did Wallace and Gromit for years, and I know there was like a big fire or some tragic or something happened where they lost a lot of their stuff. So then they started doing Shaun the Sheep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Doctor Who situation. I don't think I'm confusing those two stories. It may have even been the same building. I don't know. I know. Doctor Sheep. I really got to look into this. But <laughs> the, uh, the company did this really funny uh, movie called First Man, and it was like cavemen, right? Right. And I thought this was great because you know how uh, soccer, which is football everywhere else in the world, but soccer is not a huge sport in the United States. 
Well, they advertised the film. Football. Yeah, they, well, they advertised the film as just being like all about this caveman and his adventure. And then I watched it, and it's it's first man is first Manchester United. It's cavemen starting the first soccer league, and it's all about soccer. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I just can't believe because the international trailer obviously didn't hide that fact. And I'm just like, all right, this is like the the most British thing I've ever seen, and I'm so about it. It was a great movie, but it, I just thought it was funny that they completely hid the fact that it was about soccer. I always remember we had a foreign exchange student from Italy, and he would talk about, you know, he's like, as you guys say, soccer. Yeah, yeah. That, that. He would always make fun of us, and he was just like, you know, if we win, there's riots in the streets. If we lose riots in the streets yeah, right, like, right, right. like he was just like in well, it it's the number they, one sport in the world man. it's it's so yeah the rest of the world and honestly it should be called football like our football they uh, they yeah. catch it and throw it and hold it for most of it there's like occasionally a kick i really i've <laughs> never but i've always wondered why did that like is that just americans just being dicks on purpose is oh that yeah, yeah. That was like, no totally it's like the metric system it's like the rest of the world can do this but we're gonna do our own thing because we're american celsius <laughs> can't even spell that we're gonna make up our own shit you made that up <laughs> i mean we it, go to the Fahrenheit's Way up high. We just want to higher make it to, than y'all. And we're gonna drive on the other side of the road. I mean, when the rest of the world does it one way, are we the wrong ones? Kinda. I, I don't. Uh, yeah. It's just, we just did it. Just be like, oh, you're gonna do it that way? Then fine. Thanks. To be fair, though. To be fair, though. Uh, most of the cars, most of the cars are built here, right? Like the big three are here, and so so maybe that one is on the rest of the world. Maybe that one isn't our fault. You have, guys chose poorly. Have you ever driven a car with the wheel on the other side? No, I have. Yeah. It was because I used to work at the dealership. That was, uh, yeah, that's that's a whole different. It is. It really it just throws to, you. It throws you off pretty. But I think I I could get it. I was driving it. You're just in a different world, right? And yeah, and yeah, it was all in kilometers on the on the speedometer. It was yeah, yeah. miles. Well, it was funny because when we traveled to Canada, I forgot to like switch my looking at the view because we have the kilometers on there. They're just smaller. So on the dash, I had to switch. You know, obviously, I was looking at miles per hour, and I was just going way dude yeah. yeah well it, it's so funny though because like we take it for granted here in michigan we can just go to canada in like 10 20 minutes like like we used well, yeah, to do it I all mean, the time but since pandemic we haven't but yeah yeah yeah. but i do have one of those uh one of those enhanced license and so apparently i should be able to go to uh, canada or mexico because you know this thing that wasn't a big deal when i was 19 apparently is a big deal now so yay yeah no yay. yeah well when we were younger yeah we would you could go out there because, yeah, the drinking age is lower. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's why a, we went at yeah. 19. Yeah, because we, you know, rather than be 21, we could drink at 19. And the only thing is it was dangerous because you had to be real careful on the way back because a bunch of 19-year-olds mm-hmm. in a car, it's like, huh. That's not suspicious in the least. Wonder what you guys were doing. <laughs> and not to mention that really creepy guy. I remember there was this really creepy guy at the bar that was just like. When you try- were 19? When we were all there. Like, sure. I remember, yeah, when we was were kids. Was it your birthday? Was it mine? I don't remember. It's probably mine. I'm older. I think it was yours. Yeah. No, it'd be yours then. Yeah. 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 So it was probably around mine. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember there was this creepy guy and he kept like trying to follow us and we had to be like, as soon as he like goes to the bathroom, we have to run. And we fucking did. (laughs) We're going to be raped. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's no good. He was, he was a frightening man. Anyways. uh, So let's go onward (laughs) to my favorite restaurant. 
your favorite restaurant. What is your favorite restaurant? One of my, well, one of my favorite restaurants to find establishment. Taco Bell tests new Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. Oh my god. This comes to us from Nerdist News. Excellent. The last Taco Bell offering currently being tested at one of its restaurants. Adventurous customers can now order up a dish of Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato. Excellent. Taco Bell has announced it teamed up with its longtime collaborator. 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 I like collaborator. Collaborator. Mountain Dew to test a first-of-its-kind option for the restaurant. The new Mountain Dew Baja Blast Gelato is exclusively available at the Taco Bell in Irvine, California. It's not there for very long either. It's on the menu for two weeks or while supplies last. What a tease. Well, you know, you got to test it somewhere. And as someone who used to live in L.A., it makes sense to do it. What a tease. It is a tease. I wish I wish I could I could have some of that. But you know, if it does well, I'm sure it'll be there around everywhere or at least in the stores. Like it can't be that hard to turn. In, in my experience, they run out of stuff within a day. Well, yeah, what was that uh oh, that was McDonald's, but do you remember do you the remember the fiasco? Fry. What what well, about they just did the nacho fry. Remember, that came back and I went to get it like the first day. They were like, we're out. I'm like, you're seriously out of the fries already? <laughs> well, if it was the first day, you got to question if they even got them. Good, good call. Yeah, good call. Right? Maybe they just said that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you were saying, so what was the McDonald's item? Well, it was the uh, Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce. Or yes. Like everyone freaked out about that shit. Well, like each restaurant like got like one box. They're like, here you go. Enjoy. And good luck with all the, just, that that fan base was at the peak of its annoyance at yeah, that time. Yeah, honestly, uh, I don't know, I mean, I still like Rick and Morty, but with the change of Justin Rowland no longer being yeah. the voice actors, um, you know, they. I just wonder how, how it's going to be received. Like, do you think the popularity is waning a bit on that show? It, it has with me, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I even bought, like, the last couple seasons, and... I have, like, zero desire to watch them. I know it's terrible, but it's like, I don't know what it is. Like, the first, second, and most of the third season, awesome. Really did something for you. But the rest of it is just kind of like, eh. So now I'm just nostalgic on the first couple seasons now, and that's about it. I don't watch it either. See, I do like, uh, they're more hit or miss for me, but, like, the last season had this episode where uh, the dinosaurs came back. And it was it was pretty amazing. They were just trying to guide humanity. They're like, come, come on, guys. Uh, I see what I mean. Like, I, I watched that whole season, and I don't even remember that. It was, I guess I'd have to, maybe I should give it another try. Yeah. Well, it sucks because occasionally you just get busy with life, and when you watch these things, there can just become background. And then it's like, you didn't really absorb it. And you're like, I don't think that really, see, that was actually part of the reason why we're not doing the Soka review is because I only saw it once and I don't feel like I really absorbed that episode. We'll talk about the big spoilers next week. But, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the last time we talked about the last episode yeah, and the episode three and, and we both came to the conclusion that at the end, we're like, honestly, we, 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 d- we couldn't even tell you. Yeah, and what's funny they showed is- up at the planet. We It's hard to do a review of a show when it comes out the night before you record. And to be fair, we really didn't miss much. They just, uh, they just, they got there. I remember saying that he said, oh, the Jedi's hiding in the forest. Yeah. And after that, I think the only thing was that we were just recapped by Hu Yang on shit that we already knew 
which was like, oh, the Pergil come here. And they're like, yep, we saw them. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, you know what? This has a lot to do with Taco Bell. And a I lot. A lot to do with Taco, Taco Bell. But well, anyways, yes. Taco, Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell gelato, I'm all for it. It makes sense. You know, Ryan and I used to go to Taco Bell every day in between uh, schools because we did these programs where we, in between our lunch period, we would drive to a different high school. Uh, it was the video program for, I think, both of us. You, did, you were doing the video program. Yep, time, right? but can you believe that they trusted us well, we, to we, leave? <laughs> <laughs> leave school at, at lunch. Go do whatever we want it for was, like 45 minutes. It was open lunch, yeah. Because, yeah, we had like an extra 15, I think, tacked on. Yeah, because the school, their lunches were segmented into three parts. And it was like, I don't know, let's say a half hour for each part, roughly. So when we left at the beginning of lunches and we had to come back by the end of lunches, it ended up being like an hour and a half. And the drive from Edsel to Dearborn was like 15 minutes if that. If that, that was of traffic. But the point is, we went to Taco Bell every day. Yes, and we, this was back when they had... I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm going to get emotional here. It's it's the most delicious. The half-pound bean burrito especial. It was on the 99-cent menu, and it was the most fan... Like, I lived on that burrito. Oh, because burrito you had a great. dollar... It, you you could, get it. Yeah, and honestly, I modified it a bit, but even with the modifications, it ended up being under two bucks. And well, I had like, you know, so five bucks in my pocket, boom, got two of those modified burritos. Oh. Well, and the especial sauce was basically like what? Like kind of like a red sauce? Yeah, but yeah. it was almost like a red sauce mixed with, I just, I don't remember. I remember that the burrito, in a sense, was liquid in a in a wrap. Like, if it got a hole mm-hmm. in the bottom or it wasn't wrapped right... Oh, yeah, you were dripping. It was leaking everywhere. Yep, yep. No, but... Oh, my God. I can still taste it. Uh, but they took that off the menu, what, like, 15 years ago? You know, honestly, we got it so much in high school that I didn't get it afterwards. So, I don't know when they took it off the menu. And then this is back when they would have this quarter... This, this coin thing set up with all the different levels. And if you could get your coin... Onto the bottom thing. If it falls through the water and lands on a certain platform that was on a rotation device that you can control, if you could land it on, you got free food. Some of them had that, but the one I was talking about, there was no water. It was just literally just... Oh, like and, the pegboard? We, yeah, and we would just tap it because we figured out how to do it. If you just tap it to keep it in the center and then twist quick, yeah, you could get that bitch to fall. And it was like, if it was a quarter, you got a free burrito. If it was like a dime, you got a free taco. If there was, it was a yeah, nickel, th- you got a cinnamon twist. There was more than time that we had our lunches paid for by just some change from our friends. It, it happened. Because we did get skilled at that. I remember that. Back in the day when, you know, yeah, they, five, ten bucks could last you a while. Well, they brought back a bastardized version of it. When I went to Taco Bell the other day, they showed a picture of it. And they're like, remember this? Scan this QR code. We're going to do it digitally. Bullshit. Yeah, that's not real. That's not yep. the same. Nope. That's not dropping a coin. That's a random number generator. I don't like all this technology. Give me water and some floaty coins. Damn I it. deserve free money. I deserve it all. Like, dude, I'm just saying, like, yeah, we. I feel so bad for this generation. They don't know what it was like back in the day. Like, fast food has forgotten its place. It is no longer fast. Yeah, not fast, and it's expensive as shit. Like, who do they think they are? Yeah, me and my (laughs) wife go, and, and, you know, reluctantly, she does not like getting fast food. But if we go and we get two meals, it ends up being like 35 bucks. And it's like, if I'm going to spend 35 bucks, I'm going to a local diner. I'm getting real food. Well, you know, better food than fast food. It was, yeah, for me, just the other day, it was like for 
my grandma and I and my kids, you know, two Happy Meals and a couple freaking sandwiches, nothing crazy, was, yeah, over $30. It's crazy. It's just ridiculous. It, it yeah. It, it may, like I said, I, I guess we sound old now, but I mean, shit, like, I, I know we can't I, be the I, only one. I think ones. you should quit drawing attention to us being old. Because, Man, okay, all right, cat's out of the bag. I'm 36, okay? I'm 35. We're not that old. Now, compared to a 19-year-old listening to this, yeah, we're fucking ancient. Dude, when I was a kid, I thought 35-year-olds were old. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it really depends on who's listening. And I just can't imagine there's, like, a, a large 12-year-old audience who's like, Ooh, Earthling Entertainment, these guys <laughs> know it's up. They yeah. still, they're so cool. They really speak to our generation. Absolutely. They talk about Britney Spears sometimes. Maybe not on air, but now they're gonna. Oh, my God. Have you been keeping up with Britney Spears' Instagram? It's amazing. Uh, no. Please, continue. My goodness. The, the, the Britney Spears Instagram has been just, you know, don't get me wrong. The adult in me is like... Oh man, you know something's obviously wrong. You know it's a you know she's off the conservatorship and she's a little off her rocker still. Like oh what a bummer. I but mean the she could be me... off. She could be off her rocker. I still think the conservatorship was fucked up. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. I was all yeah. I think it was totally fucked. But I think that the damage has been done, kind of thing. Like you know you could tell that she's having a tough time. This because... is bullshit though. Think about all the crap <laughs> Michael Jackson did. Okay, yeah. Michael Jackson didn't have a conservator. But, she, he, so she's fucking weird. But she's basically doing what would essentially be like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, OnlyFans content on her Instagram. Like she's posting nude with like just like little emoji stickers over her, over her stuff. Well, and, good. and like I said, so the adult in me is like, oh, like, 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 cause you could tell that she seems off. It's like, oh, there's something wrong there. But the kid in me is like, this is sweet. <laughs> Fake. Look Fi- at them. Finally get a good visual of what it would be like to spear Britney. I finally get to see them. There they are. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I uh, mean, it's not. It, she's not on a conservatorship. So no, it's her God. choice. So it is her choice to show her body. And that is absolutely right for, for me. You and know, she's and now good. in the middle of divorce, I guess. She's divorced from her guy, so uh, now she's extra wild. One of her last videos, she was on a stripper pole. It was great. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I can't help but remembering that episode of South Park where they were like, we raised them up to tear them down. This is how we do human sacrifices now so we could have a good corn harvest. <laughs> I, I forget that one. Do you I remember that? About that one. The whole thing is like Britney running around just like being like, leave me alone. And they're like, we can't. It's for the con. Oh my God. No, I must have missed this episode. Oh, this is a great episode. We're oh. going to, we're going to watch this episode. And, and you know, after this recording, I'm just saying, Oh dude. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. Heard of that one. Well, in any case, dun, 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 dun. You know what it's time for? It's time for mammoth talk. Mammoth Talk. We promised you last week, Ryan said, I'd like some time to talk about mammoths. And I said, are you for Rizzle? And he said, for Shizzle. And here we are, Mammoth Talk. Mammoth Talk. And yes, I really did want to talk about it because I've been hearing about these de-extinction projects. And honestly, I think the woolly mammoth should come back. And I always said that I thought it was our fault. I thought it was mankind's fault, but let's... Let's listen here to uh, popularmechanics.com. This was published uh, just this year, January 30th. The long-dead woolly mammoth will make its return from extinction by 
2027. Yes. Finally, says Colossal, the biotech company actively working to reincarnate the ancient beast. We're going to call them InGen. Last year, the Dallas-based firm scored an additional $60 million in funding to continue the, well, mammoth gene editing work it started in 2021. If successful, not only will Colossal bring back an extinct species, one the company dubs a cold-resistant elephant, but it will also reintroduce the woolly mammoth to the same ecosystem in which it once lived in an effort to fight climate change, according to recent Medium Post. I have questions. Colossal calls <laughs> the woolly mammoth's vast migration patterns an active part of preserving the health of the Arctic. And so, bringing the animal back to life can have beneficial impact on the health of the world's ecosystem. I actually did hear about that. Okay, that, but that, that, yeah. that, that still seems vague. So, like, what is them eating? Is it, like, the fact them that they're... eating... Are they eating and shitting? And eating, and, shitting. And then, well, hear me out, right? The shitting is, what, growing plants because the seeds are in their poo? Like, can, how... Well, yeah, it's for... If it makes the land more fertile. I mean, I guess. Okay, fair enough. But I'm not. I'm still not sure how that fights climate change. And they were also saying just them, just having this enormous creature in herds stomping the ground actually would help solidify the tundra. I don't know if I'm getting that wrong, but that's what I've read before. I, I'm not a professional on this. I'm just a geek about it. You should be a professional on this. I want you to be a woolly mammothologist. A womologist. Quote, Our teams have collected viable DNA samples and are editing the genes that will allow this wonderful meg megafauna to once again thunder through the Arctic. Quote, the Colossal Company. Also, Joe likes to be funny, just FYI, Ryan, USA Today says that climate change, not humans, was reason for woolly mammoths went extinct. Research suggests. Who <laughs> you know, was correct, sir? I, I'm okay with admitting I'm wrong, but like you said, it's 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 this is like a a pretty new finding in, in but it's science and science and it's just natural climate change. You know, the end of the ice age caused them to lose their habitat, and that's why we lost this beautiful creature. But I still believe that bringing them back is a great idea. I still do. Oh yeah, yeah. Why why not? Let's Jurassic Park our world. So, while the six-ton, nine-foot-tall animals were a popular catch for humans, new research suggests they aren't the reason the mammoth went extinct, but rather something that still threatens animals today. Climate change. Wow, wow, wow. A team of researchers at St. John's College at the University of Cambridge in England analyzed woolly mammoth DNA and environmental remains in soil samples collected from the Arctic over the past 10 years. From there, they determined melting icebergs killed off the woolly mammoths. When the <laughs> icebergs melted, vegetation, the primary food source for the animals, became too wet, thus wiping the giant creatures off the face of the planet. Their findings were published Wednesday in the journal Nature. This comes to us from USA Today. All right, all right, all right. Well, you know, like I said, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, you know, okay, I was wrong. I don't know. I cuz I thought that that had to be a qualifying thing for de-extinction that it had to be something that was our fault. 
Well, I mean, I, what do you mean qualifying thing? Like, it's not like there's an overseer who's like, all the people in the world who do science must follow this one committee's rule of what is and isn't science. I just, I don't know, I always thought that it was like kind of like a moral thing. Where it, it, oh, would, fuck, dude, be the world has go, no morals. But yeah, I, I just thought that it had to do with, you know, when it comes to, but I mean, yeah. if you Public convince, opinion. Right, but I mean, when it comes to these kind of projects, right, it's like, if you can get funded, you can get funded, and they just got $60 million added to what I'm sure was already astronomical. Well, they have, like, okay, so the woolly mammoth is, like, 99.7% DNA of the Asian elephant. So they're already, like, most of their work is done. That's why they're so confident that they could do this by 2027. And from what I've read, they said, like, yeah, even though they're kind of connecting, you know, what's missing with the Indian elephant, that what we see will not be like a, oh, like a hybrid. No, no, no. It's gonna be a mammoth. In all sense oh, yeah. of the word, it will be what a mammoth looked like when they were alive, which was only, like, 4,000 years ago. Well, it's not long enough to, like, it's not some far-off thing. Like, we're finding out each day that dinosaurs look less and less like we've always believed they looked. Right. Right? But a mammoth, we, we found whole frozen mammoths, which is why we got the DNA to do this anyways. So we essentially know what they look like, as much as we finding a mummy tells us what a human looks like. It's like, yeah, it's, it's shriveled, it's frostbit, but this is it. We see the hair, we see the body, we, we see it. Right, and remember last time I said that mammoths were alive during uh, Cleopatra's reign. Yes. So let's see. I just looked it up, so let's see. I don't even know what it's going to say. So it said, oddly, there was a colony of mammoths on Wrangell Island at around the same time that the Giza pyramids were being built. However, Wrangell Island is in the Arctic, so there weren't mammoths in Egypt at the time, but they were alive. This comes to us from Quora.com. I, I, I want to give you the win, but I will say that uh, we don't know when the pyramids were built. There is there is conventional science what they are saying the pyramids are built, but uh, you can't carbon date rock, and a lot of people contest it. Mostly ancient alien. Yeah. Ancient alien theorists believe Man, it, that the mammoth <laughs> comes from Spain. I Not the Spain that. here, but the Spain on Europa. I love ancient aliens. I love the show, but I, I hate that... that it's like, we get it. Like, they had to say it with a ancient alien theorist believe. Like, no effing shit, dude. Well, no, like, it, it makes sense, right? Because to be fair, um, the whole thing started from Eric Von Daniken's book, The Chariots of the Gods. Yes. And he wrote the book to ha be rhetorical. He always said, like, what if this? Yes. Maybe this. So they're just trying to stay with the theme. Come on, man. They in ancient alien theorists know that Joe Wakefield is a supporter. And every and ancient alien theorists believe that every story in the Bible was aliens, and every single one happened. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, every story in the Bible was aliens. Which brings us to our next topic. Ooh, I like it. It's time for... Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. Spooky stuff. An ancient... Visitor from outer space, 15th century. Da, da, da. This painting by Domenico Ghirlandaio of the Madonna with Saint Giovannino dates back to the 15th century and seemingly shows an unidentified flying object hovering in the background. It might be a bit of a stretch, 
but some have theorized that it's not a mistake in the painting or a cloud in the sky because, if you look carefully, you can see a man standing below staring up at the object. And yes, I have seen this one before, and I totally believe that it is 100% a UFO. Well, saying that it's a mistake is stupid because it is it is it has shape and form and there's little lines coming off of it. I mean, it's it's something. So it doesn't matter if you believe it's a UFO, it's definitely something. And, and you look like this is, you know, arguably a really detailed painting. Yeah. So why on earth it's not when, a cloud. you can see it like it and even it looks metallic. Well, I mean, even if it doesn't look metallic, it looks it looks like not I'm a fucking mistake. Yeah. I guess it could look metallic. I mean, the whole point is that is drawing something in the sky now something that they don't know probably well, at the time this is 15th century like they don't even know what like i guess they would have started metal work but still they don't know what a freaking plane or anything so for that to be there that long ago <laughs> fucking proof i well i'm just saying it's clearly something so we do believe that it is a ufo being shown in this picture uh, absolutely. And you could Google the photo, uh, yeah. the painting, and, you know, tell us what you think. But I know this has been... The Madonna with St. Giovannino. But I mean, what it's called. speaking of ancient aliens, this was on Ancient Aliens. It's one of the classic paintings where people point out UFOs. So this isn't a hot take when we say we think it is. But, you know, tell us what you think. If you guys check it out and you, you disagree, because I just love a logical explanation, because the question is, what is it? Like, it's not an angel. It looks like a round footballish shape, you know? It's not a bird. What is it? it it's got it's something maybe in, in a war way back when someone threw their shield in the sky and, and like it's depicting that i don't know and i know i'm looking at it from just a printout here it's not like blown up or anything for for what i can see like it isn't it even has shading yeah. the underneath of the object is shaded and the top seems to be lit up almost as if you know reflecting the sunshine yeah. and it's like back then you don't it have, has like sun rays coming off of it someone took the time to, to paint it. To paint it, to put detail into it, to put shading into it, that it was not a mistake. Unless I discover time travel, it's not a mistake. Because I gotta be honest, if I discover time travel, I'm gonna mess with people. I'm gonna go back in time and I would totally paint a little spaceship on a on a painting as it's being painted. So they, they can date it and they'd be like, oh my god, this happened, when it happened. And really it's like, yeah. ha, ha ha Joe Wakefield, time dick. <laughs> just like devil's advocate ourselves it was just a government ploy to make us all believe it that way when they use the reverse engineered objects we're gonna totally get behind the government 100 percent, and then we're gonna get under military law and then we're all gonna die yeah but i'm sure that won't happen yeah well, i mean that's already halfway there but sure yeah sure yeah, if you if you date how we <laughs> what we've been doing since 9-11 yeah we're, we're we're getting there bud we're getting there bud <laughs> police state yay Awesome! All right! All right! I like that guy. Excellent, excellent. Well, next up on Spooky Things. This is one of my favorite. I love this story. The Battle of Los Angeles, 1942. After the attack on Pearl Harbor in the early hours of the morning, 25th February, 1942, an unidentified aircraft was spotted in the skies above Los Angeles. Shortly after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in the early hours of the morning. Is it uh, repeating it? Yeah, yeah, it just repeated itself. Sorry. That is a typo on the show notes. Uh, and uh, so it says it was... Okay, fearing another attack. Apologies. Uh, military forces fired over 
1,400 anti-aircraft shells into the sky and apparently hit nothing. Right? Photographs from the event appeared to show a flying saucer-like object hanging in the sky and caught in the military searchlights. Of course, the government denied the sighting and put it down to weather balloons. I mean, I get the fact that it is after Pearl Harbor, right? So everyone's freaking out, and especially Los Angeles, because like, if you think about Japan bombing Pearl Harbor, it's not a far leap to think they can make it to Los Angeles. So they're, I get the concept, but also to just be like, oh, there was nothing. It was nothing. I, well, like, it, I'm pretty sure it was on someone, like, radar. I'm pretty sure they, like, people saw it. It wasn't just the military. And I'm glad you said that because that was going to be my next point is if this is the story I'm thinking of, uh, there were military families all right. over this base that witnessed this insane uh, onslaught from their military against something in the sky that they were freaking out about, like they said. 1,400 rounds they fired at this freaking thing. Didn't hit anything. And it's like, makes you wonder why they're, you know, not messing with us. It's like, well, because at every chance we get... We just start shooting at them. We just start shooting at them. Well, I mean, all right, so other theories, right? Like, if it was a mass hallucinate. You know what? I'm sorry. I know this got really... We're not cutting any of this out. I realize what it is. There is people doing yard work outside, and it's That's like, what it's we're like a weed whip hitting the fence. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. If the, our microphones are picking that up. Well, we, okay, so we are obviously, if you see the pictures that we post, we are not in a soundproof room. We are in my... Perf- we are in my office, so we have all this great equipment, but we do not have uh, the soundproof walls yet, so... That's why our audio, we're still adjusting. Like, I'm I'm a film guy and I'm a writer. And uh, I've never done audio engineering before recently because uh, our other podcast, Tatter Tales, uh, I'll be taking over a brunt of the recording uh, to, to free up some of the other people's uh, time who were doing it. So, long story short, this is why, hopefully, each episode, our audio just gets a little bit better. Yep. The more we do, the better we'll get at it. So, uh, and of course, whoever's listening, you are awesome because we do this for you, <laughs> for you, man. Well, well, you get to be that asshole who's just like, I was listening to them from the beginning. That's I, right. I, I was listening to them before they even really knew what was going on. Like for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, is when it and like it, the last thing I guess I got to say about this particular sighting is. Probably what I've already said. Just recap. Just right, that's how right. I feel about it. Is it happened? I believe it was a UFO. I believe that there were problems, and I believe that there was a reason they did it. But it makes me angry, like I said, because I think that because of this, it's like, how can contact go well? Yeah, right. Like uh, after so every, all this. every time an alien gets those TV broadcasts from way back when, it's like, hey, uh, every alien movie we we kill them. We do. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely. You hear that? Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, uh, uh, well, we're just going to hope this doesn't sound like shit the whole time. Yeah, because I definitely hear something, but hey, like you always said, this is us learning. So, I don't know. Because, yeah, it's not that, is it? I don't think so. I don't think so either. 
Uh, we are going to cut some of this. All out. right, we <laughs> might cut some of this out. Uh, actually, hello, 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 hello. I think that was it. Fuck. That was totally it. Was the whole thing like that then? I don't think so, because we just started to notice. I would have noticed. No, I mean, I was noticing some shit for a while. Yeah, yeah, I was noticing some for a little bit there. All right, no big deal. So, selves, make sure these are toy. (laughs) All right. All right, so real quick, guys. There's clearly been an audio issue with my mic, and we just solved it, so we apologize uh, for it. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to re-record this whole episode, so we'll just move on. I don't know, I kind of still hear it. And I don't think it's your, I don't think, I think it's something so weird. Do we, do we have like a dumb echo on or something? Do we have an Dude, echo? Dude, there's an echo. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Alright. Here we go. Alright, alright. Uh, so. Yeah, well, we'll just listen to it and see what's up, but I don't know what to tell you. So, like we said, we're not doing uh, Ahsoka talk this this week, but... Uh, oh, wait, so that's the end of our Battle of Angels? Yeah, that was the end, We unless you had anything else. No, but I want to do this. Battle of Angeles. I like it. I like it. Very nice. All right. It was an important thing. Awesome. All right. But, yes, so this week we will not be doing an Ahsoka review. Next week we will probably do a short review on that one as well as next week's episode. I mean, the whole show wasn't supposed to have an Ahsoka review all the time. We just like Ahsoka. So we might be done. We might do it next week. We'll see what happens. But Ahsoka's great and Star Wars is great, which is why we're going to talk about Star Wars right now. Yeah. All right. uh, I don't know. uh, When it comes to... Have you ever, you, you never got a chance to go to Galaxy's Edge, did you? I didn't. And you know that Galactic Star Cruiser? Apparently they've closed it. And yes. so it was open for like a year and a half. And they were just like, screw it. it like cost, it's going to cost them millions of dollars. They put millions of dollars into it. But I, I guess it just wasn't sustainable. I heard that, and honestly, I thought they got off easy. I heard it was like going to cost them about approximately $400 million to liquidate. And I thought they got off easy because, you know, they were, you know, I heard it was a billion, de- multi-billion dollar project. So this leads me to believe that they're going to maybe either make it just like, you know, they're going to take out the actors and they're just going to keep the decor and well, they're just I mean, going to still gonna... like try to sell it as like a place to stay, but it won't be like a big thing. Well, you think they're getting rid of like the whole section in the park? Because I just thought they were getting rid of the Star Cruiser. And that's the thing is, I don't even know where that was. And it was there when I was there. I was just there a couple well, years ago. Well, it's one of the hotels. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's right off of Hollywood Studios, though. I could be wrong, but Hollywood Studios is uh, where you they have. Universal Studios? Yeah. Uh, now it's called Hollywood. What? Universal Studios is a totally different uh, thing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, uh, right it used to be called, I forget what it was called back in the day, but yeah, now it's called Hollywood Studios. It's one of the parks at Disney World sure, in sure, Florida. Sure. Yeah, whatever. And that's where they have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I have to say, I was, I don't know, just, just when you, you said, let's talk Star Wars. Honestly, I was such a, a big kid. I just had a smile ear to ear. You feel like you're walking around like Tatooine when you're there. Like, it's well, amazing. I really wanted to see it because it's like, I wanted to take a picture next to the Millennium Falcon, which I, I'm sure I still can do. Because it's like, they're not, there's no reason to get rid of that. I don't think they are. But I did hear another rumor. What's if, that? That. They are actually going to make a whole nother park dedicated to Star Wars. Right. There will be Tatooine. There will be Hoth. There will be Endor. There will be... Uh, That's like, a great idea, but I mean, I don't know how much Star Wars is making right now, right? Like, think about it. Like, people people are bitching about Star Wars, and 
a lot of people uh, love The Mandalorian, but they say, oh, the third season is good. And then a lot of people hated Boba Fett. And then a lot of people are like, Obi-Wan Kenobi was okay, even though I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was great. And Ahsoka, honestly, I'm hearing good things, but it's just, I don't, how much, that's millions of millions of dollars and real estate. Like, are you really dedicating that much to build uh, a whole Star Wars park? Is it still that popular? Or is it just, you know... Well, I don't know. And you'll never, but you'll never lose these, the kind of fans that probably don't care at all about any of the new stuff. They rewatch the original trilogy, maybe even the prequel trilogy, you know, every now and then. But that's probably, there are people out there who love Star Wars. They go to these conventions, they dress up, and they only care about like those six films. There's yeah. so many people like that. No, you're absolutely right. And it's like, uh, there's that whole contention between the expanded universe where it's like the people who love everything in the expanded universe before Disney bought it, which is not considered canon now. And those people are like, you know, the heir to the empire trilogy and all this other really, really good content. Technically the Knights of the old Republic game are not actually canon. Which now, is sad. Well, Ahsoka's starting to bring up like the, uh, the, the hyper, ring that they're doing in Ahsoka is named the Eye of Something or Other. Well, I know that's named after a Sith Lord in the second game, the one who was all dead and keeping his body together with the Force. It's it's him. It's called the Eye of blah 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 guy. I forget, yeah. I don't yeah. know, but my Lord of the Ring ass wants to be like, the Eye of Sauron. That's Absolutely. Not it. That's not it? No, but the point is, uh, <laughs> so Disney is taking some Old Republic stuff, and they've just now released uh, the new timeline eras. Which go, yeah, yeah. So the Old Republic is a thing, but what is considered canon isn't canon until Disney says it's canon, which is my take because they're the ones that own the property. Now, I am very alone in that. Other people are just like, whatever, whatever I like, whatever I like's canon. Yeah, and well, they say uh, Keanu Reeves may be uh, taking on the role of Revan, which uh, I think he'd be fantastic for the part. Oh, yeah. Dude, but I think Keanu Reeves would just be great in Star Wars. Imagine that man with a lightsaber. Like, John Wick with a lightsaber. Uh, what they really should do is they should just shock us all and give us the, the dark side ending. Dun, like, dun, we're, dun. we're obviously, we're going to think that, spoiler alert on Nice Hill Republic and Revan origin story, but none of it's canon, so I guess who cares? It's just mythology, but uh, he... We find, you know, when you're playing the game, you don't know who you are, you know, you think you're just some new character, then it turns out... You were a Dark Lord named Revan, and the Jedi knocked your ass out with the help of your apprentice, because your apprentice shot at you, basically, with his ship, knocked all your memories out, and then you came back, you know, completely, like, clear, and they were trying to use you to figure out what the hell your apprentice is up to, because he's trying to destroy the galaxy, and then the big reveal, you become Revan, and obviously most people take the light side path. Where it's like, oh, well, now I'm a Jedi, and, you know, blah, blah, you know. But the can it's canon that it you go dark. And, but like then, Revan's yes. canon as dark. But then there's the other side where, yes, you could literally be like, well, then I guess I'm just going to take back my throne as the Dark Lord. And <laughs> and that's like an obvious, you know, bad guy ending. I murder, would love to see a that. Murder. We're going on a murder spree. It's murder. It's murder. It's lightsaber, so it's not bloody. It's murder. It's murder. My name is Dark Revan, and I'm going to be a Sith until the very end. Yep, that, that was very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. Very, that, that was that was completely improvised, people. Only here on Earthling Entertainment. Yeah, and that's coming from the guy who's not a musician. Nope. He's he's he, well, you are now. 
Ha-ha! It, it is in the books. I'm evolving as a human. Sort of. So I want I want to I want to interject here. So we're going to go right back to Star Wars, but I want to say I am a new parent. My baby is 5 months old. And while we're doing this, while we're recording, he's napping and I'm watching his uh baby monitor. He hasn't moved for like 20 minutes and I was told not to worry about I just saw him. Move. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I was worried because he's like, you know, he's clearly he's free. He's not. There's nothing covering his face. He's he's, he's up. But I just I I get nervous because it's I'm a new dad. He just started freaking out, and I've never been more happy to have my baby interrupt me when I'm doing something creative. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, and that's we all go through it. I got two boys of my own, and yeah, it's 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 scary with your first kid. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's terrifying. It's like yeah. It's like, like, here is this creature, and it could die at any moment. Good luck. Oh, my God. It's Good crazy. Luck. It's weird. You know, just having a kid is scary enough. Now, can you imagine having a kid birthed by the Force itself? I mean, that that's right. Anakin is Jedi Jesus. He's Jedi Jesus. Because, yeah, that's what his mom said. His mom was like, I can't explain it. There is no father. There was, there was no just, father. There, yeah. Cut to her being really drunk one night. But no, the point is, <laughs> they actually, uh, they actually <laughs> explained it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why he took care of him. He was the real dad. Oh man, so... Watto, her, or whatever his name her is. Her and Watto, like, oh, do you want to try my chance cube? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, she married her other slave owner. Now, granted, he freed her. But, you know, Lara, I'm just saying... I don't know. Yes, bet on my balls. Uh, they always win. <laughs> I'm a bad Jewish stereotype. Addy? <laughs> but uh, you know what I really liked is the lore that some people don't know. Like some people don't even understand. Like why was he the chosen one? He was supposed to bring balance to the force. Yeah, he actually was. He did. There, uh, well, there's this whole episode in the Clone Wars where it's a three-part episode where he goes and he meets the son, the daughter, and the father. And it is like they're they're not an alien species. It is implied that they are like gods, and they are also the sides of the Force. Where the father is balance, the son is the dark side, and the daughter is the light side. I believe it was called Mantis or something. Well, the point is in that episode. He goes and he's supposed to take the father's place in order to keep balance between the light and dark side of the force. That was the whole point of him being the chosen one. Now, something happens. I don't exactly remember, but it doesn't go well and they leave and their memories get erased. Like he chooses not to do this. And they even warn him. I remember they're like, dude, if you leave, you're going to be Darth Vader. Yeah, they show him his transformation, everything he goes through. But like you said, because he made his decision to not become the chosen one and sit on this throne for basically what is a basically an eternity. He would, he would be this weird God, kind of like in the Indiana yeah. Jones in the last crusade, when if he drank the, from the cup, he would be immortal, but he had to stay in the cave. Yes. And it was honestly a very unexpected and probably my favorite little mini series within clone wars. I, I wasn't a huge fan of clone wars. I'll be honest. But uh, it did some great thing. things for the lore. Yes, it did great things for the lore and character development of Ahsoka. And, you know, it's getting to see Anakin in that stage of his life, which was interesting. It's just, it's like so many people are just like, oh, oh, you, you know, why why was he the chosen one? And, he, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't even know because his, his memory was erased too. Which is why in Revenge of the Sith, he's like, you were supposed to be the chosen one. I hate you. <laughs> to be fair, if uh, you cut off my legs and my arm and threw me in lava, 
I hate you too. Yeah. Now, I mean, I feel like our relationship had already broken down by that point since we were fighting with laser swords, but I'm just saying. You turned her against me. No, no, you were an abusive dick. <laughs> I need therapy for my new empire. I have mommy issues. <laughs> but, all right. I killed send people children. And and then real children. Well, and, and the, not to imply that humans are the only real children. Sorry. Yeah, dude, that was that was speciesism, bro. Yeah, there was. I'm. Um, uh, 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 yeah. Bro, that's not PC. You're gonna get us in trouble. Uh, I thought it was PC, bro. No, bro. No, not PC, bro. Well, I'm gonna shut the hell up, bro. Uh, well, anyways, the whole thing of Anakin is I'm really glad that Hayden Christensen has come back for so many new things. Yay. Like he was, he's in Obi Wan. He's rumored to be in Ahsoka at some point. Oh, yeah, he's going to be in it. Uh, there's there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, I just like it because, you know, that was a role that... I just... There's some people who get into these famous roles and just their career doesn't do well after. You know what I mean? Like, the guy who played uh, young Anakin, he quit acting. The guy who played Joffrey from Game of Thrones quit acting. You know, like, it's it's tough to get into this role where people... Crazy fans... No offense, I'm a crazy fan. But crazy fans get so into it that they just they hate a performance or they hate something that happens in the movies and they just tear down the actor and like they, the guy yeah. who played jar jar you know and they forget yeah they forget what that's like you know like like what it's like to like because it's like these are just people yeah like just because they're honestly that, that yeah sure they're famous and shit like that but it's still just a dude man like well especially he's not really it, joffrey yeah exactly. <laughs> well especially an actor because it's it's the you know they do what's written they do what is asked of them from the director and then they make personal choices as an actor to how best play a character and if you're playing a bad person and you really really hate them then they're doing their job mm -hmm. they found a way to dig deep and to make you really hate them and you shouldn't attack the the, the actor. Well, yeah, it's crazy. And you know, well, the one kid, basically, you know, I know the kid who played Anakin. He got bullied. He exactly. was very open about it. He got bullied at school because of of the right because of you know because of George Lucas's clunky writing. Let's face it, you know. And the George Lucas too... is a great storyteller. He's not <laughs> the best with dialogue. And and that's the thing is the classic story, right? With the original trilogy, is that everybody met up and quote unquote fixed it. Yeah, well, where they they all sat together and were like, "What would be a more realist realistic response from you?" you know? See, I didn't know that story, but that wouldn't surprise me at all. I heard that Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill, and uh, the dude in the Darth Vader suit—I forget his name—the guy, and he got screwed. Oh yeah, what everybody. He, said. I think it was like a big German guy. Like then he figured, yeah, well, and he was, well, that was what they said. They thought he was too pretty. They thought he was too pretty. Yeah, to he, be he's the never going to be the face, and they took away his voice. So when he when they, Star Wars was filmed, he thought he was going to be the voice. Yep. It comes out, then it's you know it's James obviously Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. So it's not him. So he's disappointed about that. And then when it's finally time to show his face, they don't show his face. Yep. But then that actor who actually got his face to be shown got screwed over because later it becomes Aiden Christensen, yes. just like uh, the Emperor. Because yeah. you know the Emperor in uh, Empire Strikes it was Back a different guy. was a different guy, and now once again, like Disney does, they fixed it. They fixed it. It's, they fixed it's, it. it's Ian. Uh, I forget his name, but it's the guy who the guy we know. We made it. it better. Ha ha. ha, -ha. Forget the old one. Ha ha. It's okay. We could do what we want. We own it. Ha -ha. Excuse me. This is how it always was. You know right? nothing. You scum. Let me hear it. This is how it always was. My original form is in public domain. Ha ha. I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh! <laughs> All right. Like, like, 
It's okay, Mickey. This is how it always was. It was it was always this way. It was <sighs> wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. But I mean, in when Lucas owned Star Wars, he still updated everything. So I mean, like think about the yeah. the, the trilogy release in the nineties. So I guess we can't really blame Disney too much. And going back to South Park, I love their take on when they were making fun of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, like adding a bunch of shit to yeah. to their movies and stuff. It's mine. Of course I could add to yeah. it. Don't do it, Spielberg. And my thing is, just because I just mentioned that, it just popped in my head. You, I've never seen a depiction of someone telling you how much they hated a new film than how South Park handled Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The entire <laughs> episode was Indiana Jones getting raped in the bottom by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas throughout the entire episode. And then I it just, was... I just think it's funny that you had to specify raped in the bottom. Yes. Like, because there are... Is there... I mean... All right, go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> and, like, literally the other half of the episode was just, you know, our... You know, our the, friends the with our PTSD friends just uh, crying. Yeah, it's a whole I episode. I can't. I can't get over it. I see it when I close my eyes. Like that's you using they just, they your just platform. Ra- they just raped him, Stan. Right. They just raped him. They just they, they, like yeah, like the one like copies. Like you're right. <laughs> yeah, we all we all sat there and watched. We did nothing. My God, it's it's but you know and. I gotta wonder what they thought about the new one, The Dial of Destiny. I I know you haven't seen it. I Not did yet. see it. I really fucking liked it. I like Indiana Jones, and I thought it was a good movie. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and be make the most <laughs> unpopular opinion ever. I never understood what the problem was with, with the Crystal Skull until it became like memed and everybody talked about it. And what's funny is there's even in Fallout, one of the Fallout games, you can turn on a perk that's like like wacky wasteland sure and one of the bits is you come upon a, refri- a refrigerator <laughs> and if you open it up there's two people in it and he's dressed yeah he's got the leather yeah, jacket yeah. and the hat and it's it's they're they're they got fried well see that's just thing is it, it, kingdom of a crystal stall was a great film in of itself but there was just a few things that were horrible and one of them was indiana jones thinking he could survive a nuclear bomb by getting into a fridge yeah that was bad then the cgi animals were unnecessary when everyone is swinging on trees like tarzan that was really bad but objectively, I like the film. I, I like I said. I guess maybe just when I because that came out quite a while ago. Yeah, that was two thousand eight. So I mean, yeah, like I was early twenties. I probably thought it was fine. I was it, like, that's cool. Well, Whatever. it was fine. Well, here's what I think is funny: is uh, the first one is like Christianity is real. The second one is like Indian gods are real. Then the third one is just a reminder: Christianity is real. And then aliens, and everyone got pissed. Why is it? So why is it okay for there to be Hindu gods being real where this guy reaches into a chest and pulls out a beating heart, but yet aliens, well, that's just stupid. Well, and like you said, I think it was just the decision on the CGI, the decision on the action scenes, you know, being way over the top. I thought Shia LaBeouf, I'm a, I'm a Shia fan. I thought he did a great job. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, uh, spoiler. For so you know hit, you know hit pause if you don't want to hear it for uh, Dial of Destiny they just straight killed him off. Oh, they were no. just no yeah they were like they were like he died in Vietnam. Well, damn. Yeah, right. It was like it's like oh well I guess you cleaned that up nicely because timing wise it makes sense because the fifties that's when the King- Kingdom of the Crystal Stall happened 
So it totally makes sense that a few years later he could have went to Vietnam and died. That sucks. He was going to be a shrimp boat captain. Well, Instead, it, he just died right there by that lake in Vietnam. Well, it kind of fits the whole thing if you're not going to do more Indiana Jones, right? Because at this point, it's done. There's His lineage is done. So if you want to recast him, which I'm sure they'll do, in a few years and make more movies, great. But you don't continue from here. You know, I like how our Star Wars talk turned into Indiana Jones Well, talk. they're kind of linked. It's Lucasfilm. Yeah, they're kind of linked. Well, they are. In in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there is a actual, in the tomb, there's R2-D2 and C-3PO, like, you told hieroglyphs. Me that. Yeah. You told me that. And... Oh, man, look that up online if you haven't oh, seen that, people. Well, and since we talked about Indiana Jones, here's why the one thing that I thought was funny, I can't help but, you know, I was, right, I never watched, right. I, never, Go ahead. I never watched the show that much, but uh, Big Bang Theory. Sure, yeah. The one episode where... He's like, say something that'll blow my mind. And she's like, you're not going to want me to. You're going to hate me for it. And he's like, say it. And she's like, the events of the first Indiana Jones would have taken place exactly the same without Indiana. Oh, yeah. He is a bystander in that story. He literally, the whole thing would have continued by. And I love that they had like the scene with all of them being like, but wait, he got the the medallion. And without that, they're like, yeah, but without that, they would have been in the right place. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like they all just, yeah, kept, they going, like, just kept going. Yeah, yeah where it's yeah, yeah, and it is painful when you think about it. That movie is kind of hilariously ruined in a weird way. That that he was just a bystander nerd, basically. Well, you know what's weird uh, is that the second one is actually a prequel. The second one takes place a year before yes, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I knew that. Yeah. So if you take Raiders of the Lost Ark and then you get Dial of Destiny and you compare the two films, it is a really good sandwich of a series. Oh, it was great. Watch them in timeline order. It's it was crazy. great. Yeah. And I heard that uh, George kind of, not forced him, but kind of pushed Steven to do a trilogy. He wanted to leave Indiana at the one film, and George was like, do another one. And then you kind of notice like where Empire Strikes Back in Star Wars original trilogy, it's like the first one's a new hope. It was kind of, you know, like, yeah, there was some, but there was a lot of, a lot of heart. Sure. Then the you go to Empire. Darker. And he, yeah, it's way darker. He loses his hand. He finds out all this, you know, it was a pretty heavy ass, you know, thing. Han gets tortured. Like, it, like a lot of, a lot of craziness happens in Empire Strikes Back. That yeah. was really dark. That's true. And we lose Han at the end and it was fucking dark. So they say that it was George Lucas's actual like influence of him telling Steven, like, you should do the second one, make it a little darker, you know, and then we'll bring it back up in the third. Like, it's weird because there's a lot of myths like that. I wonder if it's true. I it don't could, know. It could be. Because they also say, like, uh, that basically Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist and it wasn't the guy who's credited. And, like, that's been debunked. But it's just these weird Hollywood ideas of where influences come from. Well, and that's... That's where you got to love the culture, right? It's like we love it so much that we like, we fantasize, we, we mythicize it, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Well, you know what? I think that'll do it for this episode of Earthling Entertainment. I think that's good. That's a pretty good place to stop, my friend. Well, you know what? For all of you listening, thank you very much. We're going to continue to do this to remind you uh, every Wednesday are new episodes. Yes. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep working on the show and uh, we hope you enjoy. So, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Earthling Entertainment. With Joe and Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm Joe. Slim. I I hit the wrong button. I liked it. <laughs>